Should you buy or lease a car? We get asked this dozens of times a week. And I thought, you know what? I'll bring in the expert. Now, you might not know this person. Um, he's more legend than myth. And my business partner, Mark Homer, knows more than anyone I know about finding the best price for assets and for cars. Um, so we're going to discuss in this video, audio, live, is it better to buy or lease a car? Now, over the years, Mark's bought cars and made money on them, or he's bought cars, and when everyone else has lost money on them, he hasn't lost money on them. Sometimes he's bought them, sometimes he's leased them, sometimes he's contract hired them. So, Mark, is it better to buy, lease, contract hire? What's the difference? Let's talk. So... This really depends on what kind of car it is that you're buying. Um, if you want to buy a sort of a car that probably won't depreciate that much and um, something that's quite high end, you're normally better to buy it two, three, up to five years old. So example, if you were buying, I don't know, a Porsche or a Ferrari or maybe a, I don't know, um, any sort of Italian supercar, most supercars in general, um, you know, certainly classics, all, all that stuff. Usually you want to buy it two plus years old. Um, it, yeah, it, almost exclusively. Um, often good idea to buy with finance or, or sometimes what happens is if you go to a leasing company, they'll purchase the car and then they lease it back to you. And then you've got an option to purchase at the end of the term. Um, that that's what I'd normally do with that sort of stuff, and I'd usually try and buy it two or three year two or three years old as a minimum, because um, they will usually depreciate less because most of the depreciation usually happens in the first year or two. That being said, the last I don't know certainly since the beginning of COVID, things have been crazy. All Boris, rules have been broken. All <laughs> rules have been broken. Boris pumped out five hundred billion. People had lots of cash. Um, we got locked down. And we got locked down. So cars all went up and, and the normal things didn't happen. So I just didn't get involved. Um, How many times in the last three years have you looked at the prices of Porsche 911 Turbo S's online? <laughs> I, just, it, 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 I mean, no, yeah, probably in excess of four four figures, I would imagine. <laughs> four, More than times. a thousand times. Probably, yeah. Because... <laughs> Because, because because I'm I'm sort of so interested. I mean, I've got I've got a nine year old Porsche 911, and the reason I've had it such a long time is because the prices have just been absolutely nuts, and I can't. I head... it's not dropped as much. No, as it normally would. no, yeah. and 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 I can't make head and a tail of it. So my normal reaction is I don't understand what's going on, so I'm just not going to do it uh, because when 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 the market turns, it's it's um you know it's going to turn hard. That's been my I. opinion. It's then going to drop a lot drop a hell of a lot yeah. um you know example 911 turbo s um let's say new this 170 180 grand they've been selling at 210 220 for a two-year-old car if you can get one if you yeah absolutely nuts um and you know um it's pretty obvious that that was going to correct and turn around in a big way at some point and it started happening in the last six weeks they've gone from about 210 220 to now i don't know one 180, 185, they're on the trader for convertibles. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they're on their way down in in, in quite, quite a big way. Yeah. Um, you know, I, uh, 
it, it, it's you know stuff like that you 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 just wouldn't contract hire it's too expensive to contract hire almost all Porsches are the stuff you would want to contract hire let's come back to the contract hire yeah. in a moment um why do you get sometimes a, a high-end car on finance and not buy it cash um okay so I'd, I'd nearly always um, try and get it on finance as, as long as the rate is okay. And obviously rates have started going up quite a bit, but um, you can usually use the money better elsewhere. And if you purchase it in the right way, you can offset the interest against tax. So if you um, can set up a, um, uh, an LLP or a partnership, or you've got a sole trader, you can put the full cost of the interest the um, running costs, the maintenance, the insurance, all that sort of stuff uh, for the business mileage you do through your LLP, partnership or sole trader um, sort of entity. Um, you can't do that with a, a private car with a limited company because you, you get besieged with benefit in kind tax and all the other issues. Um, so, you know, normal petrol and diesel cars um, can go through partnerships. Um, and sole traders, which which is great. So, if you're financing so you can, it, so you can buy it in the company. But yeah, the which company, means well, the, you, the partnership yeah. buys it. Yeah. So that that's yeah. pre-tax, not post-tax. Uh, well, in a partnership, you would already have that's tax-paid money, right? Uh, because you know it it is just you 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 pay tax on all the income which the partnership makes every year. However. Uh, it can all be offset against 40, 40, 45 percent tax. <laughs> 40 or 45 uh, or 40, 40 or 45. 40, 45. Now, now Liz has given in. Um, yeah, I was quite impressed with her a couple of weeks ago. Um, sort of less so now. The lady is for turning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so you can offset all of that against. Um, uh, you know, the interest payments against um, i.e. the depreciation and yeah. all the running costs of yeah. the car in the company it, as opposed in, to in the partnership. In the partnership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a company is quite different. You can't do it within a company. Right. So a yeah. limited company, you can't do it. No. But an LLP is not defined as a company, it's defined as a partnership. It's a partnership. Yeah. Um or a or a straight partnership, which is not an LLP, or yeah. a sole trader. One of those three, you could the could buy the car. And you could offset all the costs of running the car right. into that, including the interest payments. So it's quite tax efficient, and you get to, you know, if you've got the cash to buy a car, it's quite tax efficient. It's quite efficient in terms of the use of your money because you can then use that cash elsewhere to get in a business or a property or, or whatever else you're going to do. Yeah. yeah, and if someone's got a limited company, because I get asked yeah. this all the time, they've got yeah. a limited company, and they're like, oh, I like the idea of running cars in an LLP. Is is yeah. that easy to then set up another LLP or is that a bit of a faff? Well, if you've already got a limited company and you've got your business running through it, um, you know, you really need to have another business running through an LLP or a partnership or sole trader. Um, you know, it, it, you, you, if you look at what you do, like us, you've probably got various different operations um, and you could therefore hive off an operation uh, and run it through a partnership or an LLP. So, for example, with us owning properties in a limited company, but doing property training in an LLP. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. you could you could do both. Mm. Um, you don't normally want to own investment properties like like you've suggested in an LLP because of Section Twenty Four. But a business like this, a training business, absolutely, you could run it through an LLP and put usually one car per partner 
through the through the through the LLP. Mm. Yeah. I know you bought some cars like this, like Lamborghini Aventador, Porsches, etc. So straight question. Do you think it's better in an LLP to have a high-end car on finance or to have it bought for cash, assuming it's a few years old and not got depreciation? Um, usually always better to, to finance it, um, you know, as long as you're within your one car per partner. Clearly, we've got some sort of we've, we've got a classic car uh i don't usually finance those um you can do um but you know it's just not something we've sort of chosen to do but mm. um yeah i think you 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 would always want to have one car per partner through the, the partnership and you can have four offset. partners in an llp you can have uh loads and loads i don't know if there's an upper limit but i've seen llps with loads of part i mean you think of these big firms as listers um, you have stacks of them, 20, 30, wow. 40 of them. So um, you could have you, your husband or wife, another family member as a partner? Um, obviously, there are responsibilities that come with it and they should really be involved with the business. So as long as they're yeah. working in the business. I don't think they necessarily need to be employed, but obviously they're then going to have responsibilities for the business and you know legal sort of... Um, responsibility so you know it's, it's something that needs to be considered mm. properly yeah. yeah okay great so let's talk about cars where you think it's better to lease yeah. or we'll talk about the difference between leasing and contract hiring yeah. if there is a difference and yeah. then what kind of cars it's better to lease not buy yeah so um leasing is a quite a wide term and you can have sort of lease purchase where you you know let, let's say you you find a two or three year old car that you want to effectively in your head you want to buy it and actually what happens is you and this is the most common form of finance you you get um, a bank involved they buy the car they lease it to you um, and then you have an option to purchase it back afterwards and that's actually what we did on our Lamborghini Aventador um, so although you know in our minds initially we sort of bought that car you and I actually don't own that car, neither does the LLP, uh, because the day we decided to um, uh, take that car on, uh, it was actually purchased by a leasing company. Right. Who, who it's a bit like you don't own your property if you have a mortgage, the bank owns it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, you do own your property. Until you don't pay your mortgage payments. And then they take it off. <laughs> yeah. You. Yeah. You, but... Yeah, so legally with a, with a mortgage, you would own it yeah. um, and there's a charge on it and you, um, you know, you, you, you would only lose it if you didn't pay, pay the mortgage. Yeah. With, is it a little bit the reverse with, right. with, with, with this, with, with, with what we've done, and this is very, very common, the lease company buys the car, uh, they pay the, the, the full amount and then the monthly payment each month is, is effectively is, is interest plus a a sort of capital yeah. repayment but it, it's all wrapped up in 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 legal terms as a lease payment yeah so you pay them this lease payment every month and then at the end of the term you have um uh you you, you the final payment is effectively the balloon what what's outstanding yeah and 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 what comes along with that is an option to purchase the car back from right. the leasing company for the final payment. Yeah. So you can actually buy it back with the last payment. Mm. So they sort of do it that way around uh, because I, I think because the lease payment is all then offsettable against your um, 
um, it's all then offsettable against your profit within the LLP. Uh -huh. Whereas if you'd strictly financed it and you were paying interest and capital repayment, the repayment portion wouldn't be offsettable. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm. Um, so, yeah, it, it's a tax efficient way to go about it. Mm. And, um, you know, I, you know I, I don't know what lease deals are now. I, I need to go and look because in the last sort of... They change a lot. Well, especially in the last two weeks and especially yeah. in the last two months, mm. the interest rate landscape has just shifted massively. Mm. I mean, we were, you know, the swap was indicating that base rate was was let's say going to be three percent by june next year that was only a few months ago um now it's it, it went as high as six percent and mm. now we're back to looking like bank of england base rate is going to be 5.3 by may or june yeah so you know they're going to have gone up quite a bit but um yeah i think you know on ours i think we we're paying the equivalent of something like five and a half six percent yeah and you think that's reasonable it, yeah, it was. I think it may be a little bit more now. Yeah. A lot of them like to talk about this flat rate. Right, um, come on, explain that. Oh, it's it's a complete nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, what, what, they, what, what they do is they go, okay, um, let's say you, you borrow 100 grand um, and, you know, at the end of the term, let's say you owe 70. Every month you're paying that loan down, yeah. Um, the flat rate assumes... Uh, that you you're not paying that loan down at all right. even though you are um so you think it's flat in that it won't go up but actually as you're paying down it's not going down in line well yeah so let, let let's say at the end of year flat one, rate sounds good doesn't it i'll have a flat rate that's yeah yeah mar and they, good marketing and they tell you it's three percent or yeah. whatever but let, let's say you know the beginning it's 100 grand and then at the end of year one it's 90,000 the the flat they go oh it's, it's a flat rate it's uh, it's only going to cost you uh, in interest three grand a year which is three percent mm. yeah well that would be true if the amount you owed for the full three years was a hundred thousand pounds yeah but actually at the end of year one you only owe 90 grand but they're still charging you the equivalent of three grand a year. Mm. Do you see what I mean? So yeah. it's not three percent anymore, is it? So they're charging you on the day one capital. They, they they're not charging you on when you pay down the capital. Yeah, the, an imaginary. It surely yeah. should be. Yeah, it, or the, the 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 flat rate is ca calculated on you mm. um, not paying it down. But you is are. Is there another it way down. then? Is there another way? Yeah, to get you've interest? got you've got to look at the APR or you've, uh, um, and also what they call yield. Um, those two rates give you the real rates, like with the mortgage, it's, has, yeah. you know, it's calculated daily. And therefore, um, you know, you're, you're, they're working out the interest rate on, you know, the amount that you outstand on a day, you owe on a daily basis. So mm. if you look at the, the APR, that's the real rate yeah. um, or the, the yield. Mm. So on a lot of those deals, it, up until a month or two ago, it was five and a half, six percent yeah. often. Yeah. Um, some of them are go as high as eight in dealerships. You know, you're often better going to a, a broker. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, that's it. It is a it's a bit naughty that is, mm. and it took me a few years to work it out. But I get it now. I know mm. what they're up to. Yeah. <laughs> and you're yeah. having none of it. Well, no, because I always used to think, how the hell, you know, how the hell are they able to get this financing at three percent when a mortgage is, you know, a buy sell it mortgage is three three and a half percent. Where's there's so much more security? the buy-to-let mortgage and there's so much more diligence whereas with a car i mean 
you know, you, it can be on a transporter within half an hour and in Russia. Do you know what I mean? Mm. The car can be gone and the bank can lose lost the money. So they can't be pricing it at the, yeah. at the same rate. And now it transpires they're not, are they? Mm. The, mm. The, the, the real rate is is double that. Mm. Um, yeah, so, so, yeah, it's just interesting, isn't it? You learn this as you go along, but it, mm. it always takes you a few years to get to the bottom of it. Yeah, or time to get to the bottom yeah. of things, yeah. Yeah. So I still want to talk about lower end models and if it's good to lease, but there's something I want to ask you. Yeah. A lot of people like to buy a car because they like to own it. Yeah. And it's interesting. You didn't seem to be bothered by the fact that we don't technically own the Lamborghini. That's one of the cars in our collection. Are you bothered about owning something or are you bothered about paying the least amount on the ownership that you have yeah so i have a spreadsheet that works this out and that that, that, (laughs) that, that's what i'm most bothered about what what i'm most bothered about is the yearly cost so on this spreadsheet i normally put in what the interest is costing every year the depreciation the maintenance the insurance um often sometimes i leave the insurance and fuel out of it because that's sort of constant but the, the main things would be the the interest the depreciation and the maintenance and then I compare cars on that basis and, you know, compare whether it's better to buy a car with finance, better to lease or better to do contract hire. Um, and then, you know, it, it tells me very quickly what I should be doing. And I've just noticed a lot of themes, you know, just saying on the, the sort of higher end cars and the more sort of luxury cars like that, um, less volume cars, usually always better to buy with finance or to do sort of lease purchase on them. Um if we can come on to contract hire mm, now, yeah. contract hire is um, it's basically a, a straight hire. So you pay six or nine payments often up front, and then you pay a an amount every month, a set amount, and in the end of two or three years, you give the car back and you, you don't suffer any depreciation. There's no interest payments. Uh, the car was new, so the maintenance is often less. Um, so, you know, it's quite different because obviously with the buying with finance and the lease purchase, you are responsible for the depreciation and and you've got to sell it and the interest and selling it and um you know often the car's two three four years old because it's best to do it when you know it's at that age because of the depreciation curve yeah so the maintenance is often a bit higher so all that needs to go into the calculation but in simple terms if you want a contract hire you you or or if you want cars like this you are better to contract hire so if you want an audi you want a BMW, you want a, a Mercedes, maybe not a Mercedes G-Wagon or a, a Maybach, but any of the other sort of volume type models. Um, you want uh, a VW, you want, you know, Peugeot, all of those Ford, all that volume stuff, you're normally better to contract hire. And you're also normally better not to get too wedded to a specific model. The best thing to do with this, it's really clear, you go on leasing.com. I know it's called leasing. That's a, a bit of a, a misnomer. Uh, it's contract hire. It's called leasing.com, though, the website. Leasing.com. If you go on there, you can do a search for a specific model. Uh, and then if you click on the sort by section, if you click on the best value, you can you can just find out what the best value stuff at that point is. And you can actually do a general search of everything just to see what's really great value. I think at the moment there's Audi A4s. I looked earlier. Audi A4 estates on there for about 
240 a month plus VAT. There were like A8s recently going cheap, weren't there? Yeah, I mean, a, a little while ago. Yeah. yeah. It, do you remember do you, know, you got my wife an RS6? Yes. Really oh, you, was, you were so excited when you found oh, that. That was dirty Under cheap. 600 quid, yeah. not including the VAT. Yeah. For an eighty grand RS six, yeah, that they were that was dirty cheap. And, <laughs> and to buy those now, I mean, what are they ninety grand? I mean, even then it was eighty grand. It was yeah, it? it was eighty. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's there's been some great deals. Unfortunately, when Brexit happened, you know, mm. sterling de devalued, and a lot of these cars come in from Europe, so the the cost did go up. But on those sorts of cars, because one of the reasons is be they're, they're so depreciative, i.e., they drop in value so much. Um, it's cheaper to contract hire. The other thing is the manufacturers, um, it's almost like they, they, they are they are contract hiring these. When you, when you took that Audi, the, 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 the agreement will have come from VW Finance or Audi Finance. And they're not getting the car at 80 or 90 grand. You know, internally, they're probably getting the car at 40 and they know they can sell it for 40 in three years. So the only cost to them is the interest mm. and various other stuff. So... You know, you can get they stuff. They don't want that all over the forecourts, though, that, do they? That's exactly yeah, it. They don't want to so, advertise half-price cars. No. So what the, that, that you've hit the nail on the head. I maybe would have forgotten to make that point. It's really important, this point. Manufacturers at any one point might not have um, enough customers for, you know, they've got too many cars sitting around. What they don't want to do is start slashing prices on the forecourt and doing amazing deals because there's still loads of people that will walk into the forecourt, forecourt and pay lots of money for cars. So over the years, they've been discounting through the back door through contract hire. And if you go on leasing.com, you can see all these deals there. Um, don't try taking these deals into your local dealership because a lot of the time they'll say, oh, it's a scammer, it doesn't work, whatever. They can't usually match them. Uh, they've got higher costs. You can't really expect them to. Um, but, you know, in the last you know couple of years because of COVID, the, there has been less stock. Manufacturers have had problems you know making stuff in in their factories and getting all this stuff in so there's been less deals but there's still been some deals um you know i signed up uh, a couple of months ago my wife her range rover sport i think it was a four-year deal she took initially that was a, a really good deal she she took she hung on and hung on because there were no deals through covid because of what's been going on i think um you know, her car was supposed to go back sort of in, in March. We managed to extend it. Often you can with contract hire. Uh, and I did get a, a deal through sitting there. It was cheap. Um, I think it was 530 a month plus VAT. Obviously, give it back at the end. No depreciation, no interest, uh, plus nine payments up front. You know, that's a 90 grand car. When you say no depreciation, Dave yeah. Ramsey says, oh, the depreciation is factored into the lease costs. <laughs> yeah, I see. Well, I know I know exactly what he's saying. Um and he doesn't speak like that. No, but that's no, what I, I, I know what I know what he's saying. And historically, yes, that's true. But with contract hire, it's not true because it's the manufacturer doing it to you. The manufacturer is offering you the deal. So the, the depreciation that they are bearing is not what you or I would bear or anyone else would bear by buying that car because it didn't cost them 80 grand. It probably cost them, you know, a, a marginal cost of eight grand to produce plus marketing, or whatever. So they have some in, internal sort of mechanism that they, so if you look at the depreciation on a lot of, you know, if you've got, you can get them, I mean, there were Merck S-classes on there, you know, 80 grand S-classes, which let's say they're 
they were at, at various points. Maybe they're more like five hundred a month now. But there, were, there was a long period where they were three fifty, four hundred a month. An eighty grand car that's probably at the end of the term going to be worth thirty. How how the hell have you paid for all that depreciation to go down from eighty to thirty grand mm. in a period of three years on your three hundred and fifty pound a month payment? You haven't. Mm. It, it doesn't. So I'm just using that as an example. Yeah. Uh, your AA, I. I doubt you even paid the depreciation over the, the term. You mean the RS6? Sorry, the RS6. Yeah. I doubt you even paid the depreciation over the term. No. Your, your Range Rover, I, I, I mean, I don't know, you're paying a bit more on that. That's you know. I put a spec on it. She, your wife did take <laughs> yeah. a few boxes, I noticed. So is that, um, that's a thing as well. If yeah. you don't put any spec on, the deals are a lot cheaper. They are because also with contract hire, they, they will often put a few bits on because they are alive, very alive to the depreciation because it's them that's bearing it to some extent. So what they'll do, they'll often say metallics included, those wheels are included and this is included. And the reason they're doing it is because they know that gives them the best chance of highest resale at the end yeah. and the least depreciation. So right. often they're, and they give you, it, it's weird, often the, the R line or the, you know, the better spec'd one can be a lower payment. Yeah. Because but you remember that time yeah. when those old, limited edition m3s came yeah, out on I the back do. door they, and were, they, were, they were 380 a month yeah it was, it was and that it was must nuts. have been what a 70 grand car yeah, maybe more a load of money yeah, yeah and they they really depreciate yeah you know so the trick um, is being unfussy about the options and unfussy about the specific model but looking for a nice car when the deal is there yeah and and if you have a look on leasing.com there's all stuff there we are in a bit of a weird time because Supply is still not back to but, where but, it but should be. But that's going to change regularly, it is. isn't it? Yeah. And it, well, it will change. It should change permanently, shouldn't it? When we get out of this, you know, inflationary bloody, you know, COVID, where factories are being shut and all the micro processes, you know, coming through, and and you know the issues with Ukraine, when that has passed, and it will do, uh, and there's plenty of supply. The place will be crawling with cars, you know, and and the the you know it's, it's already starting to. Happen. I mean, the Porsche dealerships are, are filling up now because, you know, interest rates are going up and 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 people are sort of shunning luxury cars. Um, they're not so good on contract hire, but you'll see it. There'll be more and more deals. I bet you coming into the winter, into next year, as there's more and more supply and and there's more stock that dealers need to shift, these deals will start, um, and. Um, yeah, the, if you if you're looking for a specific type of car, there that's what to do to, to go on contract hire for those 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 volume Ford, VW, Audi, BMW, Mercedes. Um, they're they're yeah, the we ones. Got, remember that E class we got E three fifty for like what three hundred a month or something back then. Oh, your coupe. The, the old old one we got. The your, E three fifty. Your your coupe. Yeah, yeah. That was cheap. That was cheap, and mm. we got an E. 220 for the buyer yeah uh that was 200 a month yeah we had um we had a c-class for your mum 200 a month yeah. something like that we had one for my parents 200 a month mm. we got an audi a4 for my my parents it was a manual i said just just take it you've got it and you know they're moaning about it not but you know not being automatic i said it's 130 pounds a month wow it was a brand new audi a4 audi a4 it had options on it. It was like a, it was an S line, I think. You know, alloy wheels, mm. and 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 then my stepdad's like, "Oh, it's a one point four. This will it'll be terrible." I'm like, it 
they're turbocharged now. It's like an old two liter. I'm not happy about it. I said, just drive one. Came back, oh, he's shit off a shovel, you know. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then, and then it was, yeah, of course, now he's, he's, he's got a, you know, he's, he's paying, I don't know, 250, 300 a month, something like that. Mm. You know, these are all sort of nine, nine payments up front. So you might be paying in that scenario, I don't know, two and a half grand up front. Then you're paying your 250 mm. sometimes with that um per month and then you just give it back after three years often a couple more questions are there issues do they sting you on the mileage and you lump with a big bill at the end yes if you go over the mileage then you know you, you you're going to pay for that but you can get that included up front yeah um so you can you, increase the mileage yeah you, you can you know and there's lots of deals you know that work where you can do that yeah mm. uh and then you know any damage lots of people say oh they they they're now you on the end best thing to do with that is just um just, just get your sort of little local body repairer just to just mm. go around and take all the damage out and, and sort the wheels out. What yeah. we do is just for three years, we don't yeah, repair just it. Leave it. Yeah, just leave it and then give it one little final yeah. repair before just, it goes back. Just send it in. I've got a guy that he, he comes around your house now, hasn't he? Has he been around? Rob? Yeah. He, 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 you don't even say, Rob, make it look right. Yeah. That's it. Leave it with him for the afternoon. He just goes around and yeah, fixes it, does, it all. Yeah, and they can do yeah. the alloys and that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, it's great. Mm. Yeah. One more thing about this ownership thing. Because still there will be people that are saying, oh, but lease isn't ownership. You don't own it, you're leasing it. Well, yeah, yeah. That, you clearly don't that, care. Le legally and technically, that, that is true. Um, I'm not sure I'm really bothered. I, I you're bothered I'm... about minimum cost of ownership, yeah. best value. But what, what, what do I get for the, the, the best car for the least amount of money? Yeah. Um, you know, who cares how you get it? Who cares how, yeah. Mm. What's the issue with, you know, anyone who's got finance on the car, often they're in a, a lease, you know, a higher purchase deal anyway. Often people don't even understand that. Mm. Um, I, I don't really see the point, the difference. Um, no. You know, we, we, we own some car, you know, we, we have the Atom and the uh, Testarossa and yeah. I've got my Sport Porsche. Those. Yeah, my Porsche's come, come to the end and I just thought, you know, I'll, I'll just get rid of it. And um, that was it. I, I haven't got any finance on that. But mm. um, Also, if you think yeah. about this with ownership, yeah. all right, you buy a car and you own it, but then you sell it in five years. So you had it for five years. Yeah. You lease a car for five years, you had it for five years. Yeah. When we die, we don't own shit. It all goes back anyway. Yeah. So it doesn't really make any difference, does it? I don't think it does. It's not like renting a house where you can't, do, do anything to, yeah. to it and you've got no security of tenure and things yeah. like that um i just I, yeah it's what, what's the issue yeah 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 well mark this has been a pleasure thank you very much um would you be up for doing a few more little things like this like maybe talking about if it's better to buy or rent your own home oh yeah of course of course we can well, challenge what grant cardone thinks about that well there's going to be uh, more and more people <laughs> wanting to rent houses with uh, interest rates going the way they are yeah um, um yeah and maybe we can talk about how to reduce costs of insurance and travel you'll be up for that absolutely yeah all right great so here's what we're going to do in rob.team my private financial education members area i'm going to do a shed load of series with this genius here, Mark Homer. We're gonna do a money-saving hackathon, which is a money-saving marathon where we will, as long as it takes, it's probably gonna be six or seven hours worth, we will cover every single area 
where you spend money, your general living, your home, your insurance, your travel, your car, anything else where you invest. And I will grill Mark and find out how you can get your costs down so you can obviously help with your cost of living. So if you just go right now to rob.team, just type in on the internet, R-O-B dot T-E-A-M, open any new web page, rob.team. Instead of us charging you for this as an ongoing course, which what, six or seven hours of Mark's time, it's definitely going to be a four-figure sum. You can get all of this completely for free by being a Rob.team member. You also get the 10-hour. Do you remember we did that series, How to Invest series? We did that yes. back in the yeah, day. Yeah. So we did, what, about 10 hours, Harry, on how to invest? Yeah, whether you've got 1K, 5K, 10K, 20K, 50K, 100K, 200K, 500K, or a million. We went through all those scenarios, and Mark talked about diversification of risk, risk versus reward. So there's about 10 hours worth of a masterclass that we did also in Rob.team. You don't have to pay anything for these courses other than being a member of Rob.team, which is less than 20 pence a day. You can cancel anytime with no ongoing contract. So imagine 20 hours of content, figuring out what to invest in and how to invest and how to get the maximum return and where to save all your costs on travel insurance. Mark, um, pretty much doesn't pay full price for any flights. He manages to get all the rewards on all the hotels and the travel that he does. He's taught me so much over the years. So you can get all of this for being a Rob.team member. Just type in rob.team into a new window. It's less than 20 pence a day. You can cancel anytime. No ongoing contract. In fact, I wiped the price right down to 20 pence a day when lockdown happened as a way to give back and a way to give you better financial education and knowledge in these very crazy times. So Mark, thanks a lot. See you in Rob.team.